any of you like sick or anything under the weather if you know if if God could um you know if if God if you know God was here to pray that you'd really appreciate God healing you anybody sick headache back whatever anything that man I could use some healing okay in the back let's pray that God because you know I just really want to see cuz you know God God heals you know and I keep thinking we we don't see and we don't we have not because we don't ask. And we just got to keep asking, you know. And uh, we're going to keep asking for healing. Um, one of the exciting things to me is, you know, we were praying, uh, we've been praying for this one woman who has, um, you know, this autoimmune thing going on. And, you know, just every week she would come. And it's kind of discouraging sometimes how to keep coming back. And one elder of ours especially got really discouraged because nothing was happening but I want to say that, you know, the last time we prayed for her, um, she, she said, no, no, you know what? Things are getting better. It's better. And I was just reminded sometimes, just, you know, it doesn't happen instantaneously, but, you know, God progressively begins to heal. So if you're that elder out there who is getting discouraged because you weren't seeing anything, you know, let the Holy Spirit speak to you that God continues. We just got to keep praying. All right? Good. All right, so let's just pray right now. And uh, if you're sick or you know, in need of some healing, you just say, God, I just need some healing right now. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are a God who hears us. That you're not just a God. We, Jesus said, when asked how should we pray, Jesus said, pray like this. Our Father who is in heaven. And that we can come to you as your children Praying, our Father. And so as your children right now, we come to you, Father, and we ask for healing. Whether it be, you know, sinus things or colds or viruses or anything else, um, cancer, anything, God. Um, It might be even a back issue, you know, just um, trigger fingers, you know, whatever it is. God, nothing is too big or too small for you. And so we just ask now, Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of Jesus, that you would heal. That you would heal every person here who said, yep, I could sure use some healing. That would you heal them now, right now. Heal us now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Heal us. And speak to us as we open your word that we would grow closer to you. I pray, Father, for every person here that we would leave this place more in love with Jesus than when we came. So we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. This week and next week, we're going to do something a little bit, you know, we're just going to take a little break, sort of, from um, kind of going through the Bible. In a couple of weeks, we'll start up in, in Joshua. You know, we're kind of storing through the Bible, hitting up on key stories. And we just went through the <clears throat> Exodus, the Ten Commandments. But something that God's been laying on my heart, something really important, I just wanted to share with you um, this week and next week. Because um, I felt like, you know, it was something that was that important. And, you know, this past May was my birthday. And it was a real significant one uh, for me. Uh, it was my last birthday before I hit the big 6-0, you know. So I know next year would be pretty discouraging. It's like, oh, man, I'm like 60s now. This is like horrible. You know, 50s was bad enough. And I think, quiet, and then I think, because um, we'll all get there, um, and I just think how crazy um, 
it's so crazy how fast time flies. I mean, you know, I, I, you, know you just hear that all the time, but it's like I, I look back on my life and it's like, man, time just flies, you know. And it's kind of sobering in some ways to think that if the next X amount of years, you know, um, go by as quickly as, you know, just the past X amount of years went by, that, um, that you know, the amount of time that I have, have left here on earth will be over before I know it. You know, it's just like kind of freaky to think like that. It's like, man, you know, I, I remember the birth of my, my first daughter, you know, 20-something years ago. You know, I can, ima- I, can, I can picture it, I can see it today, carrying at Queen's Hospital. You know, I can see that. As the next 26 years go by that fast, it's like, holy cow, you know, next 26 years, man, I might, I might be in my home in heaven, you know? And um, God's been stirring something in my heart, you know? And uh, a few days before, you know, well, a few days after my birthday, you know, I kind of read the Bible and I journal, and I just wrote something in my journal. And I wrote, um, this is just like, three or four days after my birthday in May, May 5th. You can just mark May 5th, mark. Anyway, um, Boys Day, you know, it's easy, single de Mayo, you know, for, you know, uh, some of you all. Um, but I wrote, I feel like you, I'm talking to God, I feel like you're not letting me go. That you're calling me to something deeper, getting me ready for home, getting me ready for the next season of my life, for your call, Probably all of the above, but something is happening, something deep in my heart, something transformational, something that the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in my life, something that needs my permission, you know, something that I must choose to do. It's a decision. It's a journey, you know, and I've been praying. I was praying the next few days and the next week. Just praying, oh God, what is that? I just feel this stirring. I know God's doing something. I know God's not letting me go. I know there's something up. And um, a phrase kept repeating over and over in my spirit, you know, abide in Christ, abide in Christ, abide in Christ. And, you know, we talk a lot about worshiping God. We talk a lot about obeying God, you know, um, talk about glorifying God. I always, I talk a lot about following God, following Christ. You know how important it is in our life here on earth to follow Christ. And, um, <clears throat> you know, in Matthew 4, 19, you know, Jesus calls out to Peter and Andrew. And the first time he, he, he says this phrase, you know, he says, Jesus said, follow me and I'm going to make you fishers of men. You know, and Jesus said it a lot. You know, I'm going to follow me, follow me. In fact, 29 times in the Gospels, Jesus called out to individuals, inviting them to come and follow him. And um, when Jesus was about to leave, and you know his time on earth was short, um, he began, he, he said something a whole lot different. You know, it wasn't just about following me anymore. That um, in John 15, he, he gives them, he gives his disciples a new word of instruction, you know, something that is a lot more intimate, something a lot more personal, um, something more spiritual than just follow me. In John 15, 4, he says this. He says, abide in me. 
Jesus now tells his disciples, you know, I know you've been following me for the last three, three and a half years you've been following me, but I got something new, you know, that I want all of you to understand, that I need you to abide in me. And in a short conversation in John that's recorded in John 15, you know, verses 1 to 17, Jesus uses that word abide like 17 times. Because he wants them to understand, you know, he's got to abide, you know, got to abide in me. And um, that night when I said, you know, God, I, I know you're saying something to me. And when I just kept hearing abide in Christ, abide in Christ, finally got my attention and it started me on this journey, you know. And I said, you know, I, I, I kind of know what that means, I know what that means, but obviously I don't know it enough. That, that, that God's calling me to something deeper than what I already know. And so I felt like God was saying, I'm calling you on a journey. You know, and it was funny because, you know, one of our elders, Dave Yadamari, and I, and I were talking, you know, he had shared a little bit about he going on his, uh, uh, his trek, you know, the uh, trek on that Camino, right, and going out there. And it was right about that time, and I thought, you know, I, I think God's calling me on a journey as well. You know, this is my Camino, you know. And, um, and I felt like it was an adventure, and it has been an adventure, to really, really, truly understand what it means to abide in Christ. <clears throat> and um, I don't know why. I don't even know what, what you're supposed to do. And I know people, you know, they do stuff like that <clears throat> for all kinds of reasons. But I just felt God say, hey, you know what? Whatever you're writing in your journal... Whatever, you know, it is, um, I want you to start a blog thing. So I said, I don't even know this blog thing, you know. So I, I, I went on and tried a bunch, and I just, you know, I'm, a, I'm an idiot when it comes to that stuff. So I didn't know. Finally, I, I found one that, okay, this is kind of easy enough for me to do. And so, you know, starting in May, I just started to, to start this blog, blog thing. And it wasn't necessarily to preach at people or anything like that. It was just, I felt God here just write down your journey. So that's what I've been doing. I've just been writing down my journey. Who's the audience? My audience is God. God said write it down. I'm just writing it down. Uh, if you're interested, um, I don't even know how this thing works. I think it's like at markmorimoto.wordpress.wordpress.com. Does that sound right, Dave? Something like that? Huh? Just one WordPress? No, mine had two for some reason. See, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but if they put in Mark Morimoto, maybe it'll come on if they, they want to check. And blog, what, what is that stuff I'm using? Blogspot or something? I don't even know what it is. No, 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 it's not. It's, he's he's going to find something. It's WordPress. If you go to WordPress, Mark Morimoto might come out. But you know what? You probably don't even want to go there anyway, so I don't know why I'm wasting my time on that. I was trying to act rough, but never worked out. But it really is a journey that, that, that continues today, you know, that abiding in Christ, um, I'm finding, is, is really one of the most important and necessary things that I seek to do every day. You know, every day I'm just like, God, how can I, how can I, how can I abide in you a little more? Andrew Murray, you know, wrote a book, um, Abide abiding Christ, and I, was going, I went to Logos yesterday, 
I was going to get a couple copies, and I thought, I'm going to get a couple copies. They're so good. I was going to pass them out, but they don't have them yet. They have one that's like what I have from Logos. It's Andrew Murray, uh, a compilation of books on prayer. You know, but if you're interested in just getting the uh, Andrew Murray Abiding Christ, see Kai. Kai, go like this. That's Kai. Order it from him, and um, yeah, go to a Logos Bookstore. Mark Morimoto, WordPress.wordpress.com. Laurie Lam just sent a text. I just got it on this thing. This is weird. Andrew Murray says this in Abiding Christ. It is to be feared that there are many earnest followers of Christ from whom the meaning of this word, abide, with the blessed experiences it promises, is very much hidden. While trusting in their Savior for pardon and for help and for seeking to some extent to obey Him, they have hardly realized to what closeness of union, to what intimate of fellowships, to what wondrous, to what wondrous oneness of life and interest He invited them when He said, Abide in Me. This is not only an unspeakable loss to themselves, but also to the church and the world suffer in what they lose. And I read that, and Andrew Murray is kind of tough to read. You've got to read that like a couple of times. But I read that, and I thought, you know, that's me. That even after following Jesus for all these years, this, I, that I was missing out on something that was really, really, really important. And not only that, that it impacts what I can bring to the world about Jesus. And so I just thought, well, for this week and next week, I just want to share a little bit about what I'm learning on my journey with the hopes that it would encourage you to maybe join me and truly and fully experience what it means to abide in Christ, you know? And I'm asking the Holy Spirit to speak personally and clearly to each and every one of you. And I'm realizing that, man, I don't know if there's anything more important than that. So the question is, what does it mean <clears throat> to abide in Christ? I mean, what does that mean, abide in Christ? We don't use that word hardly at all these days. But in John 15, verse 4, it says, Abide in me, Jesus is saying, Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit from apart from me can't do nothing. And using this vine as an example, an illustration, Jesus tells his disciples that it is so important. I know you've been following me. That's great. But it's so important that you stay connected, that you stay vitally connected to him, continually connected to him. That it was more than just keeping in touch, connecting when you're able. You know, like friends, like, hey, let's keep in touch. Jesus is saying, because he's knowing he's leaving soon, it's not a matter of, listen, it's not about keeping in touch. You know, let's make sure we connect every day. No, he's saying it's like a vine. It's like a vine and, and branches. And think of yourself as a branch coming out of the vine, and I'm the vine, and 
that branch cannot live is disconnected from the vine, and that's what I'm talking about, that I'm asking you to abide in me. And the word abide means to stay, to remain, to endure without yielding, to withstand. See, that's what that word is, to stay. And Jesus was saying that as disciples, they were extensions of him. Like, like branches, they were a part of him, always needing to stay connected. You know, not, Mark, it's not like how, you know, you come and go and when you need help, you come back, oh, I need help. No, it's to be connected. And to have that branch and vine vivid in your mind. That, that just think of a, a branch <clears throat> by itself on the side. You know, is it going to bear fruit? No, it's not going to bear nothing. It's going to die. And it's like, yeah, it's just, it, it's ridiculous for a branch to think that it can do anything on its own. <clears throat> and what Jesus is saying is that that's what abiding is all about. Even when I'm not going to be with you physically, I want you to be connected to me. You know? And was really interesting because I felt like I followed God. You know, I was like, man, God, wherever you like me, go, I'll follow you. Want me to be a pal, I'll be a pal, follow you, whatever. And then God says, you know, you've done okay following. But the whole idea of following means you follow to stay. You, know, you follow to remain. And so often I, I go into God's presence, and I've entered into God's presence, and it's been wonderful entering into God's presence. There's times when I ask God, God, what do you want me to do? And all of a sudden I hear these great things that he wants me to do, and then I just dig out. You know, I just dig out, and I go like, all right, thank you, that was really great. And I go out and I say, oh, I'm going to make God really proud of me. And what God is saying is, okay, Mark, that, you got, got some work there. Just think of it this way. The vine produces a branch. And the branch is called to bear much fruit. And the branch is really excited because it's going to bear much fruit. That's what the vine says. But you don't see the vine, dis- you don't see the branch disconnecting itself. Because if it did, you would think that's like a really dumb branch. And what God was saying to me is saying, but that's what you do. You follow, but you don't abide. You don't, you don't remain. You don't stay. You know? When the heat's on, you don't just hang in there, just stay there in my presence. And as I continue to grow in abiding in Christ, I begin to see, yeah, that's what Andrew Murray was talking about, you know, that it's more than just following Christ. And, you know, I've always wanted to have a deep friendship with God that, you know, maybe you've seen someone who's this really spiritual guy and he's a little older now and they have that relationship with God, like they're on like, like, like on speaking terms with God Almighty. You know, there's just a deepness to their intimacy that they experience with God. You know, and I, and I, I said, man, I just want to be like that, you know. And um, I think of John White. And John White was this 
pastor, he was a psychologist at one time, pastor, speaker. Uh, he wrote a whole bunch of books, um, some really timeless books. <clears throat> In our time at Moana Lua, one of the real blessings is that we got to know John and his wife, Laurie. And he would come to Hawaii and, and he would speak. And, and he's like, he's just the greatest guy, you know? Uh, I mean, you got to love a guy who he, he was in his maybe late 70s, maybe. And he's at a um, um, hotel room in Waikiki. And John's going to kill me for saying this. But he's in Waikiki, and he just thought the Lord said, No, John, I just want you to be free. Just free in me. And so just open the lanai window, and, you know, he's like buck naked, and he's like this, you know. <laughs> and I go like, all right, why are you telling us this, John? <clears throat> and, you know, John White just a gentle, oh, I don't know. Just, I, said, okay. I just wanted to share what God, I said, okay, good, yeah, well, yeah, just put on some clothes. Next. Anyway. But um, he became like a spiritual father, you know, to, to us, you know, to a few of us, um, Pastor Cal and, and to me. And, and it was such a blessing and because he kind of connected with God. If anybody I can think of abided with Christ, it was like John. And it was like we had a conference, you know, and I'm thinking about all the things that got to get done. All right, got, okay, we got everything done. All right, got this. Okay, is this, is this, all right, the registration, you know, all this stuff. And, and John is there, and he's just wanting to experience more and more of Jesus. I mean, you wouldn't even know that he would be speaking in the next 15 minutes or so. He's just worshiping with clothes on. I mean, he's just worshiping. He's enjoying himself. Hey, John, you're going to have to speak soon. Yeah, he knows, right? But he's just enjoying, there's just something, I'm looking like, there's something. And, and when it's over, everything that needed to be done was done. But when it was over, John had experienced so much more than just being a part of a conference. Talked about this, you know, on a hike, you know, because he, he liked going hiking, and it all started with um, Micah's dad, you know, because Pastor Cal liked hiking. I don't like hiking. But one day, you know, um, I was told, oh, why don't you take John on a hike? So we went to Aia Loot Trail. And John would, you know, you know, we'd go, right? And it's a loop. You come back around. Started off 2.30 or so. And um, when I go on a hike, what am I thinking? Okay, how long is this going to take? If we walk at this clip, two and a half hours, we're done. Okay? So I'm thinking, okay, we've got to keep moving. Okay, let's go. Now look at that. Yeah, that's an airplane down there that crashed long ago. Yeah, let's keep going. You know, but no, no hurry in him. You know, he'd just stop along the way. And he'd often, you know, just look at the wonder of a flower. Man, isn't it glorious how God created that flower, Mark? Yeah, I guess so. Right, just, there's more flowers here, John. Right? Flower. You know, or, or it was like, He'd be like, hey, wait, just a minute. And he'd go off, like the trail's here. He goes off. And he just, and he's just taking in just the beauty of God's creation, you know? Yeah, John, it's, it's really nice. Um, yeah, they're building the H3 down there. You see, that's that big old, yeah, but come back here. But, you know, he's just enjoying himself. Or he would just stop and just taking the sounds and the smells, 
you know, along the way. Just, just, just enjoying God, enjoying His Savior, and all that He made, you know. And I would stop because I have to. And, and pretty soon, you hear stuff you never heard before. And you, you smell good things that you've never smelled before. You know, lily koi smells. You know, the smell of, of um, certain kinds of leaves. And, and you know, not that I really got into that. But, but he would just enjoy. Because it was about just communing and abiding in Christ. The hike was secondary. It was abiding in Christ, thanking, worshiping his God. And at the end, we both finished, you know. And uh, for me, it was just, okay, done. But for him, it was so much more. Because abiding in Christ means so much more than just following him. It means to be in constant connection. That, that we passionately stay connected no matter what. Because if we're ever disconnected, we would be like that branch, disconnected from the vine. And if, and if we began to live like that, wouldn't it just change our relationship with God? Wouldn't it change our relationship with God if we saw how vital staying, connecting, abiding in Christ really is? And so let the Holy Spirit speak to you that, you know, it really is that important, you know. So why then is abiding in Christ a challenge? Now, why is that? Why is it a challenge for some of you, for me? When Jesus first called you to himself, wasn't it exciting? When you first became a Christian, wasn't it exciting that somehow it just clicked, that you experience his love. You experience the joy and the wonder and the truth of his word, the Bible. I just couldn't get enough. You know, you revel in the joy of his love, knowing that God Almighty loves me. That I get it. For the first time in my life, I get it. And that Jesus died on that cross for me. I get that now. For me, you know. And Andrew Murray, <clears throat> again, writes, He made you the partakers of the blessing and the joy of his love. Was not his welcome most hearty? Yes, his pardon full, yes, and free. His love most sweet and precious. We are like the Queen of Sheba, who after hearing all about Solomon, his wis wisdom, his splendor, goes to Jerusalem to meet him and declares in 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 6, I didn't believe what was said until I arrived here and saw it with my own eyes. In fact, I have not heard the half of it. You know? And Andrew Murray says, it's like that. Your wisdom, your prosperity are far beyond what I was told. How happy your people must be. And it's like we respond to Jesus' invitation to come. And early on, we think again and again, man, we haven't heard the half of it. Even now, when we look back, Murray says, on our lives, we marvel at all that God has done. 
how our lives have changed since we responded to his invitation to come. And remember those days. Remember that time when Jesus invited you to come. And I was like, this is like great. But then as time goes on, the sizzle we experience begins to fizzle. <clears throat> you know, old habits, old thoughts, you know, bitterness might come in. And, you know, all disappointment, all that stuff. And you find yourself more and more disappointed at your hopes, not yet realized. You know, all the earlier blessings, like, you know, they're kind of lost. The love and the joy you experience with your Savior at the beginning, instead of deepening, what happens? They become kind of like faint and feeble now. And, and, and we begin to wonder, right? And maybe you've wondered. I wonder. You know, it's like, what happened to my relationship with God? You know, why, why has it lost its steam? You know, if God really is God and is all that powerful and all loving, then shouldn't my, shouldn't my relationship with him be a whole lot better? Why is it over time that you may find that your relationship with God no deeper or better than it was at the beginning? See, you ever wondered that? And the answer to that is also the challenge in abiding in Christ. And the answer is probably a lot simpler than you might have thought. What happened to our relationship with God? Why hasn't it flourished and grown as much as we would like? And the answer is this, because, because we have wandered away from Him. Because we wander away from Him. You know, <clears throat> Christ has never and will never leave us. He doesn't wander away. He doesn't get caught up in other things that are more important, business, activity, whatever, you know? He hasn't wandered off. That, that we kind of wander off from God. And Andrew Murray writes, The blessings he bestowed are all connected with his come unto me and are only to be enjoyed in close fellowship with him. You either did not fully understand or did not rightly remember that that call meant, come to me. Yes, come to me, but stay with me. See, that's the abiding in Christ. It's staying with me. And yet, this was indeed his object and purpose when first he called you to himself. It was not to refresh you for a few short hours after your conversion and then send you forth to wander in sadness and sin. And I read that, and I thought, that's my life. That what was I thinking? That Jesus didn't call me to refresh me for a few short hours. No. That when he calls and he says, come to me, it's, it's come and stay with me. And the fact that I have not stayed with me is the reason why, you know, it's like, man, I, I should be a lot closer to Christ than I am right now. See? Not because Jesus has changed, it's because I have wandered off. And that's the challenge. That's the challenge for us. How often in my relationship with God that I've wandered off? How often in my relationship with God I have just sought refreshment for a short time and then off I went. 
you know? It's like, man, God, I need help. I need help. I'm tired. I don't know what to do. And I come to him, and he loves me. And I connected to the vine, and he begins to show me and refresh me and tells me what to do. And I get excited about that, and I go like, thank you, sir, and I leave. And it's like, Jesus said, where are you going? Where are you going? I said, no, I got it. I got it. And that's a challenge. Because Jesus says, come, follow me. But also abide in me, stay, remain, you know. Endure without yielding. You just got to stay there. And Jesus' call is all about that, is to stay with him. And I realized, I thought, man, I've wasted so much of my time, you know. And God says, no, no, it's covered by my grace. But I want to remember, here's this vine, here's this branch. The branch has to be connected to that vine if it's going to live. And in the same way, Jesus say, you are, I am the vine, you are the branches. Got to be connected. So why is abiding in Christ so important? Why is it so important? Well, because like all of other, all the other commandments and, and all the things and the laws that God has given us to follow, we got to remember it's for our own benefit. You know, we just talked about the Ten Commandments. It's for our benefit. And when Jesus calls us to abide in him, it's for our benefit. And something that I'm realizing and really excited, you know, so exciting for me and I'm really treasuring is that the more I abide in him, the more I sense his abiding presence in my life. John 15, 4. Abide in me and I in you. I tell you, there's nothing greater. I was just, you know, reading through the Bible and I've been just going to town, so excited so I kind of finished, you know, read through the Bible, finished early. Um, this past week, I was in Revelation. And on that Monday, my day off, I just started to read Revelation. And this for the first, I've read Revelation before. And, but for the first time, I'm reading this, and it's like I'm right there, you know. And, 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 and John is saying, I wrote this, what I've seen and what I've heard. I wrote this for your benefit, Mark. And you're going to be blessed as you read and hear this prophecy. And so I'm there, and I spend the whole day, and I'm just going over this thing. And I'm imagining in my mind what this looks like. And I'm thinking, whoa, another trumpet, seven of them. And that was bad. And I imagine, you know, all the one-third of all the sea gets just totally messed up. And all the uh, animals and the fish and all that, the king crab, the ahi, one third in, just a blow of the trumpet, done. Whoa, you know? And just thinking about the devastation and all the things that are going to happen at the end of the age, and I'm thinking, whoa, and I'm right there just reading through this. It's just like great. Not great because all this is going to happen, but I'm thinking, whoa. And, and I'm reading, and at the end, it's like, 
Oh, God. If I thought sharing your good news with people was important before, man, it's really important now. You know? Because you could come anytime. This could trigger and come, you know, stab into action right now. And for the first time, that came alive to me. Because the more I abide in Him, the more He abides in me. You know, the more I feel His connection flowing through. Another reason why abiding in Christ is so important is because we bear fruit. In John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Have you ever noticed that the closer your relationship with God, the more you see God do things in and through your life? That's because that's what Jesus said. You know, when we abide, we begin to see God do things we never thought he could do. We were at a, right before one of our football games, and, you know, I, we, we meet with a team, and I was supposed to meet um, Jed Tesoro there. And I thought, because I'm getting old, I, I hit over to the school, and I'm waiting for Jed. I thought, oh, man, I'm supposed to meet Jed at, at Zippy's. And I just thought, you know, Jed and I would, would talk to the, um, the Vars team at McKinley, and I just said, you know, I don't got nothing today. I'll just let Jed, because Jed is always great. I'm just going to let Jed do it. So I'm driving over. I think, oh, man, I'm going to be a little late. I'm driving from Zippy's to McKinley, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Lord shares with me something to share with the boys. You know, just like that, just with that short drive. Because, you know, I'm in the car. I'm not stressing. I said, God, thank you for this opportunity. Oh, this is so great that we can work with McKinley High School. Max is going to be with us at the game. It's so great. And I get, I get this thought. And I go there, and I say, Jed, I got, I got something I, gotta, I think I should share with the boys. I share that, what Jed shares, and it's powerful. And during halftime of that game, one of the players goes up to Max, all right? Out of the blue, goes up to Max, and, 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 and he says something, you know, he says something like, you know what, I really love Jesus, but I love Jesus. And it's like, just out of the blue like that. And I just knew that it was because of what was shared earlier, what God was doing. And I thought, oh, that's how that works. That when we abide in you, and you abide in us, and you want us to bear much fruit, there are going to be times just like this. When you're going to say, Mark, this is fruit-bearing time, here's a word. Will you share that? And I shared it, and it was just like, I was just God. And you know sometimes God is sharing this, this amazing word. Like, you know, when you talk to someone and you know God is speaking through you, right? Because you kind of want to write it down because you know you're not smart enough to, to think of the stuff that's coming out of your mouth. You ever got like that? And this is really great. Like, oh, this is really great. And I want to write it down because I'm not that smart to think about this stuff. And I know that was God. But when we abide in Christ, <clears throat> when we abide in Christ, we bear much fruit. And then finally, Jesus says something really amazing in John 15, 7. You've got to hear this one, okay? He says this, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. 
If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever ain't going to happen. That's what he's saying. That, that we will get to see his power flow through us just like a branch and a vine. You know? That, that we're going to experience his presence and his power. You know, that we just so much in sync that whatever we ask, whatever we wish, it's going to get done. How do I know this is true? Years ago, over 30 years ago, there was a young woman in, in, in Kaneoi, and she was abiding in Christ, and Christ's words was abiding in her. And she says, I'm going to put this to the test. Will you give me the perfect husband? And Joanne got the perfect husband. I know this works. I saw it with my own eyes. I'm an answer to prayer. That I'm not God's gift to women. I'm just God's gift to one woman. That's not exactly true. I prayed that. And God gave me the best of the best. You see, that's amazing. When God says, when Jesus says, hey, come follow me, but stay, abide with me, abide in me, he's saying that for our good so that we can be everything that he's called us to be, that, 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 that his power can flow through us, that we can experience his presence in such a great and amazing way that our lives will never be the same. That's what he wants. And I want to close by just praying for you all. Now, why don't you stand, <clears throat> and we're going to pray. Call the worship team up. And um, I'm going to pray, and afterwards, I'm going to do a song. And during that song, you just tell God, God, yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> it's a decision we make, right? That you got to make this decision. That you've heard, most of you have heard God call you. And maybe some of you have never heard God call you. Well, that's the first step. To say, God, I hear you. Somehow I hear you. And so today, I'm going to take that first step. I'm going to accept your son, Jesus, as my Savior. That he died on that cross for me. I accept his sacrifice. And that's how you begin to abide. You start there. That's you start there. But if you're like me, God's called you and you kind of forgot that his call to come was also to stay and abide in him. Then now you just pray with me, man. Let's just pray. I, I, you know. So I'm going to pray for you right now. All right? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the, the heart the desire that you've given, the stirring that you stirred up in my heart, and I pray you do the same for every person here, God. That they would have such an amazing relationship with you because it's not about church. It's not about just coming here on Sundays. It's not just about religious exercises we do. It's about this relationship that we can have with you 
where we can abide and, and remain in you and you're going to remain in us. I pray for everyone here. They would experience the truth of that in John 15, 4. Abide in me and I will abide in you. I pray. I pray right now. Something would click. Holy Spirit, just open people's hearts and their minds right now. That something would click right now. That they would get on that adventure to truly abide in you. Let us thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name.